Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Hi, everybody. Today we are talking about the Billy Joel song, A Matter of Trust. It is the third track on the album entitled The Bridge. The song was released the same day the album was released on July 9th, 1986, as the second single from his album, which uh, was his 10th studio album after a three-year absence. The song peaked at number 14 on September 20th, 1986, although some places have it peaking at 10 not sure exactly what the difference is. I guess it's something between adult contemporary and pop. And it did last 12 weeks on the Billboard charts. Uh, the Christopher Bonanos that we use as our Bible at the, his 2015 Vulture article ranks it out of 121 songs as number 86. Not a great, uh, not a, what do you call it? Um, not not a not a classic, according to uh, this guy, who we clearly have to have on this podcast at some point. Uh, Elon, your your thoughts on a matter of trust? Oh, I think see, I I never looked at that list, so I like that every episode you bring up where the song is in the list, and it's always a surprise to me. And I'm not too surprised that this guy had the song in the '80s because it's one of those songs from this era of Billy Joel that I think people find very polarizing. Like, I love the song. It's very catchy. It's a good guitar song, which is very different for Billy. But it's also very uh, corporate rock sounding. And I could see that some people might find that his earlier stuff was more pure. And this was just him cashing in on his uh, Christy Brinkley phase. Yeah. And it's it's not a typical Billy Joel song at all. It You know, uh, for example, just the fact that he plays the guitar... Uh, as we you know see in the video, but also on stage in multiple performances, let alone still at the garden, this is the song he gets up and plays the guitar, something we were never expecting to see Billy Joel do as the piano man and uh, but of course, why wouldn't he play all the instruments? He obviously is you know a sick musical talent, but yeah, as far as this song is concerned. It's not my favorite. It's probably the best song off the bridge. Um, I think I prefer Modern Woman more, but uh, this song is the best one in the sense of how it peaked on the charts, and it's it's the hit off the album. This is not a, a classic Billy Joel album either, so you're getting his best song off an album that's probably his weaker all of his album his yeah collection. This is, we're, we're entering like the late stage of his career before whatever happened that he decided i'm done recording forever um th- this is one you know his third to last album is, is this one still produced by phil ramone it is right this is the last one this is the last phil ramone album yeah i don't know the song is very slick it's got a real uh, apparently billy said that he was trying to uh channel his robert palmer that's an odd choice. And you kind of can hear it. It kind of has like an addicted to love kind of. It, it's like a drill driving song. Like it, it just has a very repetitiveness to it. Very simple rhyme scheme, which I kind of like actually. It's just like A, A, B, B, C, C, D, D. It's just little couplets of rhymes. But what I like about the rhyme scheme in this song is that 
a lot of times the end of a couplet will lead into the first line of the chorus or the last line of the chorus will be the first part of a rhyme into the next verse. And it kind of makes you like, there's no point to stop. It just keeps moving along until you're at the end of the song. And it's very much like, I guess you could call it an arena rock song. Uh, this is one that he definitely does in concert all the time, I guess, because it, you know, it rocks or, or in the Billy Joel world, it's the, you know, the, the most metal song, you know, or the toughest song in his, you know, catalog because it's got that driving anthem-like guitar and he gets to get up and play the guitar in every concert, you know, so I think it gets, it gets him off the piano. It's a good concert tune for him. And the crowd seems to like it. And, if, of course, you know, this song in particular was so important to him, I, I guess. You know, they even renamed that. How do you pronounce that Russian album? I'm not going to try. Yeah, It has letters either. that aren't in English. I, I can't say it. But they re- when they put out uh, a re-release of the album, it's called, when they have the Russian concert, you know, because he toured with this album in Russia when he went to Russia. It's called A Matter of Trust, The Bridge to Russia. So, you know, clearly this song meant, uh, I guess, a little more to him than it means to his fans, I think. Yeah, and it was big in Russia because of that. Like, people really, I I guess, you know what, being a guitar song, the words don't matter. If they can't speak English, whatever, it just kind of has a feel like they feel like they're watching a rock star. Right. You watch the Russia, the concert video that came out from those from those shows. Oh, those fans They're are going crazy. crazy. They, it's yeah. like they, they're hoping to give them citizenship or something. Yeah. <laughs> Take me with you, Billy. Never seen anything like it before. It's really funny. It's just like the way we always think of bands going to Japan. It's not to be believed. You'd think they were actors that got paid like Courtney Cox in the Bruce Springsteen video. Like you, you would definitely think they were paid to act that way. But they were having the time of their lives and loving every minute of it. And of course... You know, I mean, that's the power of music. It, this particular song shows what it does when you're not even speaking their language and they're going that crazy. Because the song does give a very rebellious theme to it in the sense of it's harder rock. Well, it's weird because it's harder rock, but the lyrical content is just so like pure and like, come on, baby, just very Billy me. Joel. Let's get married. Let's do this. Right. right. Well, right. That's that's the one uh, flaw in a in a way, in the sense of that the way the song is uh, musically and lyrically don't really add up. Yeah, and also like the, the time in his life, like he's singing about. I assume this is about like when he was trying to court Christy Brinkley, and you know, was like, "Come on, let's take take a chance. I know you've been hurt. Let's do this thing." But it comes out when he's already married her and has the kid already. Like, what more convincing does she need at this point? Well. Exactly. But, uh, you know, I mean, girls loved this song because if they thought it was about him and Christy Brink, you know, if everybody's trying to figure out how he got Christy Brinkley, a song like this made every, you know, woman be like, see, it's a, he's saying it's a matter of trust. I mean, this was a big deal to kind of solidify their relationship in people's minds. You know, that song and tell her about it probably made people think see he's so he's deep that way because remember everybody was trying to figure out wait how is this happening yeah he's, he's not a looker so <laughs> i mean christy brinkley really truly i mean maybe even to this day probably the hottest girl i've ever seen <laughs> so let's talk about the video uh, yeah this had this was a classic music video um <laughs> i don't know so i was really young when this came out because as you know i'm 14 years old right now 
Um, <laughs> you just look 14 years so old. So this, this video came out in uh, 86, I guess. And uh, was this considered like a great video at the time? Do you remember what the feeling was? Oh, I remember it completely. And this is what I was dying to talk about this. Here's what's messed up about this video in the sense of for, for me in my mind and what's been in my mind for so many years about this particular song and video. Years ago, before you were even born, um, there was, uh, you know, there were no music videos. And for some reason, and remember that Billy Joel was way in on music videos. You know, when they started, he was like, yeah, I want in. You know, I'm, I'm in. Because a lot of uh, artists were like, I don't want to do this. And then they just kind of conformed. But he was all in from the beginning. But what I remember, and I've, I didn't see it anywhere else. Maybe I just didn't think of it. In the 70s, when The Stranger came out, you know, I remember a local TV ad for the album and him doing a small video to um, with the, the, the uh, moving out. And he got on the motorcycle. And they're like, Billy Joel has a new album. It's called The Stranger. And, and he leaves on the motorcycle, you know? And I'm like, oh, that looks like a fun album. You know, I didn't know anything from it or anything. I was pretty young but i remember this ad and then i remember the so I, I was looking them up online to see if they still exist and i did find one for 52nd street and glass houses i knew i wasn't crazy i just found it before we started recording this so there were these tv ads to promote the album but the one i remember about a matter of trust and this album is that one of those ads and i cannot find it but i know it happened it was an ad for the bridge <laughs> And they showed this video, and the announcer goes, he goes, Billy Joel's back with a new album and a new baby. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're showing Christy Frankly carrying Alexa Ray. And I'll never forget. And I'm like, what? What? Who sells an album like that with a new album, a new song, and a new baby? And I'll never forget when they were showing pictures of the video before it before we saw the video, I'm like, that's the silliest thing I've ever seen of a way to promote a rock album. Yeah, like, know? he's definitely just playing to, like, I think like my, my fan base now are just moms. So can you mention that I have a baby? Can we bring that up? Yeah. <laughs> but then, of course, the question is, you'd have to be a genuine idiot not to put Christy Brinkley in a music video. Because in that time, that is when all videos were made of were just women. You know, and hot women, and that's how you made a music video. So if you're married to the most beautiful woman and you don't put her in, you're a moron. But there could be the thinking where he's like, well, I don't want to use my wife in the video. You know, it's like, but, but at least he is not a stupid man. And she's only in it for a second. But it's the right thing to do because it is what everyone wants to see. No, we want to see her on top of a, the, the hood of a car in a bikini in this video, not holding a baby. True. Excellent point. Excellent point. But again, it is Billy Joel. It is not Van Halen. So we let it go. And it never will be. <laughs> and a new baby. But the, the but, video, uh, is, you know, it's funny. It's, it's a very New York 80s kind of video. It was filmed oh on my God, Mark's yes. place. Um, I thought it was a set. Elon, I thought it was a set. I did not know it was on actually St. Mark's place. It looks from a crane shot like a movie set. Like on a Hollywood set. Totally. And that's what's so funny because the video makes it seem like this crowd spontaneous is, is like, what's happening in there? What's going on? But like there's a giant crane. There yeah. are all these Hollywood lights <laughs> right. there. Like clearly this is like all the contrived, like everyone's excited. But yeah, it was St. Mark's Place. It's actually the, the, the storefront it was filmed at 
which is 19 St. Mark's Place, is now a, a grocery store called St. Mark's Market. So it doesn't look the same at all. A few doors down from where this was filmed is um, where Ray's Occult Books was in Ghostbusters 2. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, very, well, that's an amazing block. block. That yeah, that eats, that St. Mark's block is legendary and amazing, and uh, it what a great place to film. And I mean, the video and the concept is excellent. It, it's almost like you're filming in your garage, and you open up the garage, and you're playing for the audience. So I did enjoy the concept of the video. the The best the, the director, the guy that directed, it also directed one of my favorite films called Highlander, which I liked so much. That's why I moved to my apartment because I used to overlook the Silver Cup Studio sign, which now they put a building in front of it, which was the ending of Highlander. But also this guy, I think his name is Russell Mulcahy, and he, uh, the way he directed the scenes from the present into the past, I used in my movie Turbocharge, that <laughs> Cars movie. So that director had a lot of influence on me, and I really do. I like the video. I like, I like the fact that all the band members are present in it and... You, know, you see, very rare in a music video, usually focus on the lead singer, and there's just a couple shots. But this guy shows him having a good time. And from what I've been told or heard, Billy Joel would make his recording sessions very fun. And that is what it looks like in the video. It doesn't look phony. You notice yeah, that, too? Yeah, it looks loose. The band members are, like, hamming it up for the camera. They're, they're, they're having a good time with it. It does look like they're having a good time, like Billy Joel's not a horror once the cameras go off. But also, this should have been like a really easy video. It's just like, all right, well, we'll do like a few takes. Just play the song. We're going to do some shots from outside, some shots from inside. Billy, you can make your, your turn it to 11 joke at the beginning. Oh, my God. That's great that he does a spinal tap joke. And remember, he's doing a spinal tap joke two years after the movie came yeah. out. I mean, that's pretty good. You know, it's not a cult movie yet. And the best part, of course, he goes, all right, girls, let's get ready. He calls them uh, the band uh, Girls. He's making fun of them. Yeah, but they were actually guys, so it was pretty... Yeah. All right, girls. That's like, He's like when that you see guy. Billy in concert, this is kind of like what his banter is on stage. It's like very... It's like it'll be taking a joke like, uh, do you have an 11 button? Like, yeah. You know, things like that. It's like dad jokey. It's not, uh, it's not right, great. Right, right. What I love about the video, so at the end of it, um, an old lady yells out, shut up, from like her fire escape. I hate that lady. And then Billy turns to the camera and does like a Mr. Roper from Three's Company look. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, the best part yeah, of Three's Company was Mr. Roper would tell a gay joke about Jack, and then he would look at the camera and make some kind of weird, like hamming it up thing, right to the camera, right to the audience. One Bill, of the greatest head takes in his in history, Mr. Ro- uh, Norman Fells takes to the camera were unbelievable. Yeah, funny every time still holds up to this day because you can't even believe they did something like that, they broke that third wall like that, you know, fourth wall or what was it called? Yeah, Norman Fell was the greatest. <laughs> I'm definitely on Team Roper. If we're talking about Three's Company, <laughs> Me Roper too. better than Farley. You know, I the video is a, actually a little better than the song <laughs> sometimes, but but they both work. It's, it, it's uh, successful as a video, I think, and uh, as a video works with a song you know i think it's they two go very hand in hand oh did you did you notice in the video before we get off the video um there's a guy one of the crowd people there's a guy in a tank top that says did you miss me and then it has an arrow pointing to his penis what no i did not see that they show him multiple times it's one of those classic like i'm with stupid kind of things but it's a or um you ever see the one where it's like a guy in a t-shirt that says like breathalyzer blow here and it points to his penis (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> well, this is basically the original of that kind of concept that was big in the oh. 90s. This is the 80s version. 
which was a yeah. did you miss me to his penis. <laughs> so I'm happy that that got in there because, uh, you know, Billy was probably like, keep that shot in. This guy's hilarious. I'm going to say that on stage. All right, let's get to the trivia portion where we try to stump one another um, with an obscure question about the song or Billy or whatever. Do you want to go first? All right, yeah, I'll go first because I don't, I don't really like mine. I was having trouble um, because I feel like you would know the answer. But who are the alleged stars that apparently have cameos in the Matter of Trust video? I do know the answer. Uh, it's Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney. Okay, but do you – first of all, I, do you believe they're actually in it? From what I've heard, it's never been confirmed that they're actually in the video. I've paused it and looked, and I'm still not sure. Really? Like, I, I, I thought for sure the Ringo looked like Ringo. I was like, that's Ringo. The Paul McCartney, he's kind of from a distance, and maybe you could tell me that was somebody else. Okay, so when I first watched it again, not knowing that they were in it, I saw the Ringo guy, and I thought it was – my friend Rick Newman from Catch a Rising Star, who used to be Pat Benatar's manager. It looks just like him. So that's why I paused and saw it. When, they, when I found out that Ringo was in it, I said, I wonder if that's the guy I thought was Ringo. But then I have paused it, and I've looked, and it definitely could be. But the McCartney one, when I saw that, I thought that was Rick Ocasek. <laughs> it looked just like him in uh, one of his videos from uh, the Panorama album where he's dressed as like a spy. Well, this is the problem. Every 80s rock star looked the same. But why would those guys, why would he, if you have Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney, why wouldn't you, it's like the Christy Brinkley thing all over again. Why wouldn't you just have them sitting in the session? What are you doing? How are you wasting Actually, <laughs> these two living legends? What they should have done, it would have been a much better concept, would have been he's playing the song and then he sees in the side Paul McCartney is hitting on Christy Brinkley and he's trying to play the song, but he keeps like looking over with his side. Oh eye, my like, god! What's happening over there? And it's all about a matter of trust. And he's like, "I gotta just trust oh her." Oh my god! Paul's that a married been... man. He wouldn't do anything like this to me. That would have been so much funnier. And then and you better. get a close up of the baby's head, and it's Ringo. <laughs> he's got like a bonnet on, and it's clearly right. been. How about this then, uh, as a follow up trivia? If in fact it was those two, what is the relationship for them being in it? Because what is the video? actually based on oh so the video is based on um playing get back on the rooftop yeah right it's based on the uh, the the rooftop concert of the beatles exactly Did i get the song so, right was it get back uh well i think it's something off the From uh, let it be let it be album right when they went on that thing so well done you've answered all my trivia questions which are which i think anybody would probably know if they are a fan all right, well, I've, I've got a real stumper for you. This is, it's one of those things where like, I want to just use this question to bring up something interesting, um, and so it's going to be a very contrived question. But basically, like you mentioned in the outset, this song peaked at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, and I guess it was number 14 on the rock chart. The Hot 100 is like the pop, like the overall chart. So it peaked at number 10. A lot of the top 10 was a bunch of crap from the 80s that's like totally forgettable. Three, there were three solo male artists that were in the top 10. One of them was Billy Joel. One of them was Robert Palmer. Who was the third solo male artist that was in the top 10 on that week? It was Don Johnson. You're right. Oh, how'd you know that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm from the 80s. But you knew that Don, that Don Johnson had this terrible song that was number five? Oh, absolutely awful. But when you were that, back then, 
Well, actually, still now, I guess those Disney stars always seem to have songs and stuff. But back then, uh, if you were a stud teen idol, you'd have a song. <laughs> you know, like it's, and he was super hot on Miami Vice. And uh, I guess if you could sing a little, you'd pull a uh, a Selena Gomez or a, a Sabrina Carpenter or any of those people from iCarly and, and have an album. I guess. I watched the video for that song. Oh, it's awful. Heartbeat. And it was terrible and got such bad stage presence. He's a guy who should be behind <laughs> the piano. Billy should be always in front. And Don Johnson, during his musical career, should have just pretended to play the keys. Excellent point. But uh, to to what you were saying before, though, when you're talking about Robert Palmer being one of those people and saying, you know, that he uh, – did you say he emulated it after? That's what he yeah, said? Yeah, said he was trying to um, – Which doesn't make any sense. Trying because to channel that pre- his inner Robert Palmer. Which is weird because if it's, you're talking about the song, I didn't mean to turn you on, which was the hit back then. It just doesn't sound anything like – what I'm thinking about Robert Palmer, it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, that's just such a mellow, strange, out of place song. That particular song, which is so weird, came out of nowhere. You know, that's riding on the heels of the uh, famous, uh, is it simply irresistible? Addicted or? to Love? Was no, no, that's um, Addicted to Love, right. That's coming off the heels. So that's the only reason why that was a hit, because Robert Palmer was so huge. Because I, I didn't mean to turn you on. It's a very strange song. I don't see it in comparison to A Matter of Trust. That's why I'm confused by. The comparison, but it's weird that they were both on the charts at the same time. Yeah, I, I think at that time, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, as long as you were a, a male artist with short hair and a and a blazer, you would just be automatically in the top twenty on the charts. Yeah, you might be right. That, that's what Billy was doing at this time, and that's what uh, Robert Palmer does, and Don Johnson, obviously. And it is funny what you're saying is the people that were on the charts at that time, like a you know Janet Jackson and people like that. It it this song doesn't fit there at all. And I suppose it's a testament to Billy Joel that he did fit in, and that's how powerful he was. Even not a great song moves on the charts because it's Billy Joel, even though his kind of music might have been getting phased out at that point. Yeah, but he always moves along with it and changes, which is why he has a number one coming up on the next album. I won't spoil what it is. <laughs> um, so he, his career was not over by any means, but oh, you can no. tell he was aging out a little bit and changing his style, and that's what this whole album was about, and that's what a matter of trust feels like. It doesn't feel like a like Bon Jovi, you know, who was like a or Guns N' Roses who were breaking around that time. It was Billy Joel doing a rock song, right? It doesn't sound like your typical Billy Joel song, like a like a My Life or something like that. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have his signature spin on it, but that's what makes it interesting and what makes him interesting as well. By the way, I don't know if you knew this, but Weird Al Yankovic actually did a parody of A Matter of Trust. He did? Yeah, he did. Um, it was one of his album tracks, lesser known, not a big single, but he called it A Platter of Rust. Hey now! You know how he always does stuff about food, so it had to be something on a platter. It was uh, similar. It was a song about a guy trying to convince his girlfriend to eat a plate full of rusty car parts. Another Weird Al classic. Did not know He's that. the king. <laughs> So that is A Matter of Trust. Thanks for tuning in to Billy Joel A to Z. I am Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And tune in next time. Bye, guys. 